This episode of the Big Iron Podcast is sponsored by the Peach State Showout Longhorn Futurity, a fun event in the Southeast. Join us November 3rd and 4th, 2023 at the Bullock County Ag Complex, 44 Arena Boulevard, Statesboro, Georgia. Longhorn breeders from around the country will be there, showing off their best for a chance to win custom belts, buckles, and prize money. You're not going to want to miss it. My name is Andrew Shigori, and this is the Big Iron Podcast. We're here to entertain and educate any who are inclined to or otherwise interested in the livestock raising, garden growing, do-it-yourself, keep hitting it till it quits moving type of life. Modern problems require modern solutions, but there is a wealth of knowledge to draw from those that came before us. Now let's throw this skunk on the table and get down to business. Right, we're back for the second episode with Dan Grove. Um, we're gonna be talking a little bit about showing Longhorns and some youth programs. Uh, Dan has been involved in that a little bit. Dan, uh, how many kids do y'all have that are? So this year we've got three youth showing for us. Um, my daughter's one of them, and then we've got uh, two other young ladies that are showing our cattle. Okay. Uh, in in years past, we've had up to to eight youth showing our cattle. Okay, so how how did you get involved in that? Well, as uh, as we mentioned previously, my wife's got a, a horseback riding program down here at the barn. Uh, all those folks knew that that we did Longhorns. Uh, the girls all wanted to the the young girls, the youth wanted to to haul to break steers. And uh, I told them all, I said, there's there's not much future for a steer around here. Let's go ahead and haul to break heifers. And uh, Really, I kind of figured I'd bring those heifers here, you know, kind of throw the girls to the wolves and let them get beat up and banged up a little bit. And <laughs> they'd, they'd get over that real quick. And uh, and they surprised me. It, it, was, uh, it was a little touch and go for a while, but those girls, they toughed it out. We started showing. They they did real well. Uh, we ended up at the at the ITLA World Show. Uh, they did very well there, and they all came back the second year. And it's it's just kind of been an ongoing thing. So that's that's how we got started in it. So again, it's kind of one of those natural progression things. It was. We, <laughs> you know, it was. <laughs> I put a. I think that first year was. May have been seven kids. I put uh, put seven heifers in the in the round pen down there for the for the horses, and I handed them a rope. I said, "Here you go. Get the rope on their head, tie them off somewhere, and put a halter on them." And uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, <laughs> but they proved me wrong. Huh? Sounds like. Uh, have you ever uh, read those books by Cormac McCarthy? It's- I think there's one that's called All the Pretty Horses. It's mm-hmm. the Border Trilogy, and uh, where he goes down there and they got that pen full of wild horses they got. He yeah. just starts tying them down. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm imagining it in my it, head. That's about <laughs> what it looked like out there. It, it was uh, it was a little bit of a rodeo, but yeah, uh, man, awesome. they did it. And like I said, they they toughed it out. The the girls, they, I mean, they worked as a team. You know, it might be three of them on the end of one lead rope getting drugged a little bit, but yeah, uh, they got them all broke. So. 
you know, if they're willing to put that effort in, you know, I'm willing to put the effort in to, to help them out. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so for people who want to get into it, and for me, because I've never – I haven't been involved in that side of things hardly mm-hmm. at all. Um, how does it go chronologically? Like a calf is born. Right. So Then what? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the calves, you know, obviously the ones that were born here are the ones that we were going to show. Uh, at, at weaning is when I'd bring them up here and put them – put them in the pen uh you mean it six months yeah about six months uh we as we said earlier i buy and sell a lot of cows so you know some are some are a little bit off on the schedule but Mm -hmm. uh but most of them are about six months old when they end up in the in the pen here uh past couple years where we had you know just three kids it was a lot different because i'd have a, a maybe a pan of 10 heifers back there that we could kind of pick and choose and we'd kind of put them in the round pen or or in this uh pnc system back here and we'd we'd just kind of walk through them and pick and choose you know judging confirmation uh and once once we'd kind of pick them out and we'd run them into the chute put a halter on them i'm not as tough on the on the girls anymore they <laughs> I say girls, we've had boys through the system too, but uh, we put a halter on them, let them out, we tie them to the, tie them to the gate there, or the fence essentially, and uh, that's that's where they start their halter breaking. Uh, by the end of end of the halter breaking, the, they're leading them all over the farm here and playing games and jumping logs and, you know, having a good time <laughs> so- with them. What does the halter breaking look like? So the first day they tie them to the gate. Generally, first days tie them tie up. Uh, let the calf fight against the, the wall there instead of uh, instead of fighting against the the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the next few days they they kind of drag the lead around. They, they're stepping on it. The the other calves are stepping on it. Kind of pulling their head down. Right. They're learning to give into it a little bit. Uh, yeah, and then you know. Once the kids can get up close and get a hold of that lead, you know, maybe pull them a few steps and tie them up somewhere. Uh, just kind of like you do with a horse. You, you mm-hmm. get them where they learn to give and respect that lead, uh, you know, until they finally get the hang of it. And then, then they don't have to live dragging that lead rope around. But it makes a makes things a whole lot easier dragging it around. Yeah. That's how I've been taught on horses yep. is leave the lead on them, let them – yank their own head down for a while that's right and they'll learn to give to it um i've heard people say you can take when you're halter breaking them tie it to like the back of the side by side or something and go real slow and get them to go have you ever done anything like that or you just you know do a little bit slower i had one big steer that i did that to one time uh and actually i did that on the back of the tractor yeah uh these these here are small enough you know at six months generally don't have to do that usually mm-hmm. we get a couple people involved and uh, if you have somebody behind them you know maybe grab a tail twist the tail or something like that it'll, it'll get that first couple steps and, uh, and most of them take to it pretty good and you'd be surprised at how how these heifers bond with the kids mm. they bond with the kids and you know i'm usually the bad guy i'm the brander yeah i'm the the shots you know, I'm the one that's putting them in the in the tilt table for hoof trimming. Uh, 
so once the once the show career is over, those those kids can still walk out in the pasture and walk right up to their heifer and scratch them, rub all over them. They're associating you with all the that's right. Bad I'm, stuff. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Somebody's got to be. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we were talking about this earlier too, but uh, we were talking about you kind of had cows come and go and all over the place and you came out to hidden springs one time and were surprised to see a cow that you knew standing in the pasture that's right that was uh rhf uh is it rhf yeah pistol yeah, packing katie yeah pistol packing katie what was her story she and we uh, got her out there still uh, she's a brood cow for us now she's on the website but what was what was her story? she's a she's a heck of a cow she she actually went through uh and was shown and we, uh, I've got a picture of her standing on the sidewalk in Oklahoma City back when uh, when we had the the big event out there at the uh, Cox Center in downtown. Uh, but we had picked her up. She was a donation lot. Uh, Jim Atwell had donated her to the cherry blossom sale, and she was uh, she was the donation lot for the Texas Longhorn Heritage Foundation. Uh, we got her there, brought her here, and she went through the program. And you know, the, once they're once they've made it through the program and they become brood cows, they, they're kind of subject to to sale like sure. most of my yeah. stock. So she went out to Oklahoma City out as a halter show she, heifer. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think you sent me that picture of uh, her. Yeah, standing on a lead. Yep. out there in the middle of the city <laughs> yeah it was a that was a cool event that, that we had out there it was a, a joint event between the the itla and the marketing alliance gotcha do you remember who showed her did caitlin show her or was it somebody else it was uh somebody else i think it was michaela vick showed her okay just curious mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool they kind of the cows can sometimes kind of have a long story yeah throughout their life i mean you're talking about cows that live to be into their 20s having calves she can kind of have a long storied career <laughs> yeah yep it's uh it's amazing the the way they get you know passed around a little bit uh and, and where they end up it's uh yeah she's um she had a heifer for us this year by uh magnum nice little lineback looks real good so far she's got that kind of deep body like katie's got mm-hmm. i'm liking her so far and then uh she's bred to billy stickley's bull aftermath uh-huh. at least him so it should be interesting hopefully she give me another heifer yeah but that's i awesome. like old katie pretty good she's has she has one of the most distinct moves that i've ever heard <laughs> in a cow i'm not kidding because she sounds like an elk yeah she like almost bugles <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> i can tell when she's the one that's moving like i can pick her out it's pretty funny you uh, know it's but it's funny you bring up aftermath yeah i, I actually owned aftermath at one i'm point. not surprised I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was partners on aftermath uh years ago and and we we got him to to billy yeah and i know billy's done great with him so. yeah i like him a lot um He's a great looking bull. He's eighty inches. He looks good. Sun star, sun, and badger on the top. So he has no gunman. Yep. Which I like because it's gonna give me some outcross stuff. So, uh, big red roan bull. I mean, 
not much to dislike about that bull, in my yep. opinion. So we're excited to use him this year. I'll be taking him back up to Billy soon. So yeah, but that I'm. If it's on the East Coast, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that you it, it was here at some point. <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance I've I've had my hands in it, or I've where I've hauled him one. Yeah, that's funny. So, uh, for folks who are wanting to get into like the youth programs or showing halter showing, you got any advice for? Uh, uh, yeah, um, how you should go about it, I guess. If if you're interested in it, attend some events. Uh, talk to people. The the people that do this, that, that show their cattle, they are very friendly people, very easygoing, excited for new people. Uh, I've seen kids show up. You know, their, their parents just kind of come to, to watch. And uh, little kids end up in the peewee class. Uh, you know, with somebody else's cows, just the the folks that show are just very friendly people. They're very open. Uh, showing the cattle are, is uh, is very family oriented group. Uh, it's not real cutthroat like some uh, some other species that I've I've shown. Yeah, um, but the cattle folks are just real friendly, real open. Show up, ask questions, talk to people. Uh, you know, everybody will probably try to sell you one, but uh, but take your time, sure. look through them, and uh, like I said, uh, everybody will be glad to talk to you and, and kind of explain what they're doing, where they're going with their program, what they're what they like, what they don't like about their own animals, yeah. uh, and people are real open and honest about the the flaws in their own animals, which is unusual to find in a show type setting yeah um i think that's something that's unique to the longhorn side of the or the uh, show side of the longhorn breed right now and also something that's unique to the show side with the longhorn so it's kind of a pretty cool it sounds like a pretty cool uh thing that they got going on so yeah um it is and you'll find on the on the east coast and i didn't mean catch off there but on the east coast you'll find more ITLA affiliate events where out in the West you'll find more TLBA affiliated events. And I think it's just the, I don't think there's any real reason for that except, you know, the affiliates that, that happen to be promoting these events. Yeah. Um, I got you. So I, there's I, opportunity that, in both. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is how is it, um, you mentioned like the world show, when it was in Oklahoma, I think now it's in Texas, right? So the, the ITLA event, it, it moves around. Okay. It's been in Indiana. It's been in Virginia. It's been Oklahoma. Uh, it's been in Texas. Uh, it moves around a little bit. The, uh, the TLBA event, I'm not as familiar with that one, but I, I feel like that stays kind of out might might venture out in Oklahoma, <laughs> but uh, Texans don't wander too far from home usually. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. So as far as like local stuff, is that just is it all kind of 
uh, Longhorn affiliates like ITLA or TLBA affiliates where you're showing these Longhorn heifers because um, I know with different breeds of cattle, there's like state fairs and, you know, county fairs and all that kind of stuff where people can show. Is that something that Longhorns kind of uh, aren't a part of or? Well, believe it or not, the the hotbed on the East Coast is uh, is up around Maryland. Uh, Maryland, from Frederick, Maryland, all the way back across almost into D.C., uh, up into southern to central Pennsylvania, uh, is a is really the hotbed of halter showing on the East Coast. Uh, it draws in folks from. From out there, the Ohio River folks come east for that, and, and those folks also go west to Ohio. Um, but that's that's really the hotbed down here in the the southern part. We've got to travel up there to to get to the events, and I'm not real familiar with anything you know farther south than, than where we're at here in Carolina. Gotcha. Okay. So. Maybe we'll change that. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> uh, it's definitely uh, on the table. Yeah. We're uh, working on some exciting stuff with Settler right now, um, trying to get a few things up and going. I'm not going to make any promises or say anything too much. but <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I can just say that we're definitely uh, working on getting Settler back to at least being active where we can start building on uh, this region. However, that may look in the future. Yeah, trying to put some things in place, at least as a foundation. So, um, well, cool. You got any crazy show stories or crazy halter training stories you want to tell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not really. Okay. Uh, I've got you know, under one incident up there at the Maryland State Fair and. Uh, I'm sure most most folks that know me have have heard the story of me getting my eye knocked out, but uh, yeah. that was a, a haltered steer that I had. Mm. Uh, but aside from that little little bump in the road there, sure. no, nothing. Uh, was that the one that was? So when I was over here in the restroom, there's a picture of you sitting on the back of a steer. Actually, no, <laughs> that, that wasn't that that picture there that I've got hanging in the house was. Uh, was my first ITLA convention. Uh, we had gone down to Glen Rose and didn't know anybody. Walked in and we were standing there talking with everybody and you know just kind of introducing ourselves. And they said, "Hey, we've got uh, two riding steers that you know go in for the opening ceremony. You want to ride one?" Sure, I'm open to it. You know why not? Rode a bunch of horses. Yeah, how hard can it be? Uh, it's a little different riding yeah. riding a steer than a, a horse. It is. Uh, but anyhow, that that's where that picture was. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. That's a young Dan Grove right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, cool. All right. Well, that all sounds good. Uh, if you, I mean, do you have any specific recommendations? Like if there's somebody listening to this who wants to get into or has any questions about kind of the halter showing and uh showing side of things who should they reach out to uh, uh feel free to reach out to me uh yeah you know i 
I may not be the one, but I, I can sure put you in touch with somebody in your area that uh, that can can help you along and, and mentor you through the process. Yeah. And your website would probably be a good place for them to go to get your contact info, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And that's growcattle.com, G-R-O-V-E-C-A-T-T-L-E.com. That's right. All right. Well, that sounds good. Thanks again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hidden Springs Ranch Beef is 100% registered Texas Longhorn Beef. Try out our new Snack Sticks, lean Longhorn Beef with no nitrates added. Available in hot, mild, sweet, and sweet heat. The hot is my personal favorite. We're happy to say that these Snack Sticks are shelf-stable and we can ship them directly to you. Or if you're in North Carolina, check out our freezer beef options for local pickup. Halves, holes, bundle boxes, and bulk ground. Go check it out at hslonghorns.com under the beef tab and use code BIGIRON for a little discount on me. hslonghorns.com and hit that beef tab.